Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Done. Strong guy. Back inside to Nowling. Good run. Looks for support. Gets it to Sterling. Sterling swivels and gets it to Jack. Jack will go in for a try. It's a rocker. It's a beauty. It's a gasser. <laughs> it's a gasser. It's a gasser. I don't know how the hell he scored that. It should have been someone else playing fullback. All right, there, hold, no. don't start. I've Outstanding. Been, I, I've been listening to you two have a discussion off the air whilst waiting to do this interview. You're already into each other. In fact... You're both fighting over who's tighter, you know. Like, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know Gary Jack for uh, at all, but Badge. I know sometimes you can be a bit tight. He is an amazing rugby league player, this bloke. And I said to you in Sats a couple of weeks ago, Badge, if you could interview anyone before the end of the year, you throw up this bloke's name straight, straight away. Straight up, yep. Haven't never done a, a, a proper one-on-one with Jimmy Jack, and uh, he's my uh, my second favourite kangaroo to- t- roommate ever. And he's on the line now. How are you, big fella? Uh, g'day, Badge. How are you? And what's, what's your offsider's name, Gaz? I forgot his name again. Boogie. <laughs> Boogie. G'day, g'day, Boogie. It's, it's, it's Boogie. great to uh, <laughs> talk. <laughs> it's good to talk to you, mate. And I know we've never done a one-on-one interview, so who knows where this conversation will go, Gaz? Who yeah. knows? Um, I've got my I, finger on the button, what boys. What I do know, when, know I, when I go to sportsman's lunches or just out and about with mates and... Your name comes up. They always go, tell us about Jimmy Jack, that great rivalry you had with him. And, uh, and, and right in the middle of it, we got to, uh, to actually tour together. And back in the day in 86 when uh, fullbacks roomed with fullbacks, it was, uh, it was a good tour, wasn't it, back then? Mm. Mm, yeah, it was, it was a great tour. Um, 86 there, Donnie Ferner and was the, the coach and Wally was the captain. Yes, they put us two together for 10 weeks. <laughs> now, you were a young up-and-comer. I think they said, just we'll put you with Jimmy just to say you can learn as much as you oh, can learn to improve no. your own play. I think I'm sure that's what Donnie Ferner was thinking. So anyway, we, we put together, we were together for a long time. We probably didn't speak too much the first two or three weeks. Well, you were always going to bed at seven o'clock. It was just ridiculous, <laughs> you know. You, just, you, <laughs> you were obviously the newest guy in the team, and. Um, uh, slowly, we become very good mates, and at the, by the end of the tour, Gaz, I think we were we were really good mates. Um, obviously, you went back to, to Canberra, and I went to Balmain. We never sort of got a hold of each other much after that. But by the end of the, t- the time, we really enjoyed each other's company. Yeah, yeah, and, and you just got to make you got to make do, haven't you? It was uh, it's a it is tough when you got a room with someone for a long time. But I just want to go before that. Um, uh, lots of stuff happened in your career before that. I, I sort of just came on the scene with Queensland that year and out out of Brisbane, but. Before that, you came into the Blues. You know, you, you were playing for your first season with the Magpies. Then you went to Balmain and had that magnificent uh, and and uh, storied career with the Balmain Tigers. But you made the Blues in '84. Did you feel like you sort of came out of nowhere? And and of course, you played for Australia that year as well. Yeah, uh, actually, I, I trained really hard '83, '84 because I think Greg Brentnell had retired. He was the Australian fullback end of '83, so there was a position there. I think Colin Scott may have done one test '83, uh, which they had lost. So I really wanted to push hard and see if I could get into that side. 
uh, in, in 84. At, at the start of the season, we played a trial. We played against uh, North Sydney, and I broke my ribs. Donnie McKinnon and Steve Mayo fell on top of me. About 38 stones fell on top of me, and they, and they cracked my ribs. So I missed right. the first six weeks of the season. So I started off in reserve grade that year um, for the first two games. Uh, and then once I got into the first grade, I was lucky that, that I, I got I play, I'd played well. Uh, Phil Sigsworth was trying to get in the spot as well, and so too I think Jimmy Swift was another one, another guy there. Marty Gurr was there as well, and um, I was fortunate that that I got the opportunity to play City, and then from City I got picked to play for for New South Wales, and. Um, yes, so started from there. So that was that was the start of my rep career. Yeah, no doubt at all, and. Um, it, you, what, what a Balmain team to break into. I, from memory, you came in just about the same time as Gary Bridge, the two young blondies. He was your halfback, same. and uh, he was a, he was a good player. Time. Yeah, same time. There you go. And, and then those, yeah, that yeah, crew yeah. of players coming in around the same time, just around you maybe a bit before, a bit after, Benny Elias and Blocker and, and Ciro and, and Junior. And, gee, what a, what a team you had. Yeah. Well, just on that, guys, in 80... 82, when I went to, went to Balmain from West, Gary Bridges' first year, Steve, Benny Elias' first year, Steve Roach's first year. So we all started together there in, in 82. I think 81, the Tigers had come last in the competition, the yeah. Wooden Spurners. Um, so so for that, uh, we all joined there in, in 82 and, and kicked on. I remember we, we played a Panasonic Cup game. It might have been KB Cup there against the, but the Brisbane, the Brisbane side midweek. We played against the King. And uh, Gary Bridge, I think he scored three tries against the King that night. And everyone was going, who's this, who's this Gary Bridge? Who's this Gary Bridge? He's a fantastic player. Um, and uh, that was the sort of start of our career. And he, he was a great player, Gary Bridge. In fact, I'm mm. sure that um, I sort of went on the back because they got us confused and everything. He did well. They'd be calling Gary Jack when it's <laughs> Gary Bridge. Yeah. But somehow... I sort of got through on the back of him, and so I can't thank Gaz enough. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. All right. And then, and of course, Balmain, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about those grand yeah. finals a bit later on. But a couple of years later, you fought, now, on this back of some amazing success with New South Wales, you won that 85 series. Uh, you won 80, in 86, yeah. you won 3 0. Um, and on yeah. and then you Is went away. When you and, played back? Did you play then? Well, I came in in '86. Yeah, so only in game yeah. two. So well, I'm not taking any responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, we got you later on. Yeah. What was the score in '88 and '89? That'd be six nil. Can't remember. You're, no, I, you, can't I think you let Jonathan remember. Docking have a game at one point, didn't you, mate? But um, no, no, well, I got suspended. So there oh, you, go, you got no. suspended. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about the Kangaroo Tour because uh, what a hell of a team that was was it, uh, on the back of '82 where they they were invincible. They were called the Invincibles. There was a bit of pressure on the side. Mm. I didn't feel any, and I was actually in the midweek side. And I was, as I tell everyone, I had a, I had a really social tour. Whereas, did you guys feel a bit of pressure on to to make sure you won every game and won every test? Um, not really. We, we knew that what happened in obviously '82, and we obviously. We, was, you know, there was Mal there, Wally was there, Bert was there, Sturlow. So those guys had come through. Gene was there from, from 82. So we just took it you know, and seriously took it week by week. I suppose re- the only time I really felt the pressure was the third test when we played at Central Park and we played the Poms there. And that was a really tight match. You know, they, it, We just, there was a penalty try there that we got, which um, Dale Shearer was awarded a try. Um, it was a, that, I think we, it was come back to... 16 or 15, 14 or something, or 15, 12. 
It was a really close game. And then for that final 20 minutes, I knew the pressure was on because this could've, it could have gone either way. It really could have gone either way. Yeah. We were very fortunate. Um, Royce Simmons tucked up the blind and set up for, for Wally. And then, uh, then I think Wally scored the try, which put us ahead. Um, and even to the death, you know, I think, uh, what's his name, the, the winger there for, uh, for Great Britain, um, Drummond, I think his name was, yeah. uh, he, he nearly scored at the death. So it, it really could have gone either way. But, but look, we did, we did fight hard. Um, a great side, you know, so many, Brett Kenny, Peter Sterling, you know, Wally Lewis, Mal Meninga, uh, yeah, Steve Roach, uh, Roycey, Roycey, just a great, great team. I think we all sort of gelled together um, as mates. And that's a good thing about tours. You, you do gel with guys. And I think we did put that, that New South Wales Queensland rivalry. It was there certainly in '85 when we when we toured New Zealand. It was certainly there in '85 when four Queenslanders got dropped. Yeah, and a whole hell was to play for poor old Terry Fernley after that. Queenslanders never got over that, but I think he made the right decision. No, we're still dirty. We're not going to go there. Oh, right decision. You lost the next <laughs> test, you knuckleheads. <laughs> Without the Queenslanders. Hey, on that '86, that, on the relief yeah. of that winning that last game on tour and the test and wrapping up the series undefeated. Is that is that why you let your hair down and went on a bit of a bender that night? Never asked you this. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that, that's what happened. Yeah, I think, I think we all did. Didn't we? Up there. No, no, um, you in particular it was, did. It was, just a, it was just some relief We'd, that we that we got through. What happened? There was well, there was there was this story that went around from '82 when Mel was a young bloke, and he at the at the end of the last test, um, and I'd only just we'd only just sort of heard about it at that time that. Mal went on a, a bit of a bender and he and he broke a few things that he shouldn't have and he was just when he just he had a few too many and he went a bit bit uh apo. Mm. Well, Jimmy Jack decided to be Mal Meninga at the end oh. of the eighty six test and he just yeah, he was he got drunker than I've ever seen him. What'd you Probably do? The, What'd he do? What'd you well, do? Stuff I'm not gonna tell you. Oh right. Um there was no actual there was nothing damaged uh, but um yeah, he just uh <laughs> He went a bit crazy. I just I, I just crumpled into a, into a heap in my room. Oh, and you were was cooked the next comatose day. for about six for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, now conf- yeah. confirm or deny? I do tell a few stories um, at, with, that you feature in them, Jimmy, and I know your Belmain teammates do as well. And it's a bit it's a bit to do with you being pretty um, pretty pretty tight with your money. Don't, <laughs> so don't you admit, do you admit that? I can't believe that. I can't believe you're throwing stones well, that seriously. Well, I mean, well, just, I remember, well, you can just. I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll let you go first. You can confirm or deny these. Then we were having mystery shouts at the bar <laughs> with Sterlo. Sterlo called them at the Dragonara one afternoon, one night, and it got to your shout yeah. and you disappeared. And then the lifts opened yeah. up and you appeared with the forex cans that were in our fridge that we they'd given us at the deny. start of the tour. Deny. Oh, deny. you don't. <laughs> Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't the dragon art. It was over in France. <laughs> <laughs> what, what didn't, you, didn't you tell another? Uh, and you, you couldn't. You couldn't get a forex over there. They were all drinking this you know, low and brow, whatever. And I came down with a six pack, and the fellas just thought it was the best <laughs> drink they'd ever had oh, on their no. entire tour. <laughs> do, all right, that's the truth. Yeah, is, yeah. Is... I, I do recall. I, I do recall. Oh, Terry Lamb was quite tight with money too. And in fact. I, I won 33 quid one day off Terry Lamb playing cards. And he wouldn't give me the 33 quid. He said, I'll pay, I'll pay it back to Jimmy. He paid me back a pound a day. Right? A pound <laughs> oh, a day. Good work. So after about 30 days, I had 30 quid in the ashtray next to my bed. And one night, Badge, I don't know what Badge was thinking. He must have got a hit in the head or something. He, he's come home late and he needed some money. So rather than 
spend his own money. He takes me 30 quid out of the ashtray. I'll wake up next morning. It's empty. It's just, he says to me, oh, sorry, Jimmy. I had to borrow some money last night to go for a drink. I, I took your money. <laughs> well, we didn't have any. Story. We had no credit cards and we had no, and, and reception was closed and there was, uh, all we had was traveler's yeah. checks. So I had to borrow some money, but. I can't believe you knew thank, exactly thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. to the cent. He went, Dad, thirty-three you, pounds yeah. missing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey, yeah, do you remember? Yeah. I, I remember. Do you remember on the bus, remember. the bus trip back after that last test, or no. one of those tests, no. when you and I were playing no, cards no. and you owed me like fifteen hundred quid? <laughs> you do. Yes, I do. You do. I do remember that. Yeah. And the I story behind it yeah. is that. Rowdy Shearer was dealing, and he was up. Rowdy was cheating and making sure I got the best hands. <laughs> and we both had a few drinks. Jimmy did notice, and I just kept, I just kept telling, oh, I've got four races. I've got a royal flush. It was unbelievable. And yeah. we got home, and and the boys uh, are going, and we put bus pulled up, and Jimmy's going one more double or nothing, and we, we got to go. Uh, and the boys, everyone uh, knew that I, I was Rowdy was cheating, except for for Gary Jack. Oh. We went up to our room, yeah, yeah. and his head's down, and he's gone. He said, Badge, I can't, I can't believe it. You know, you're going to make me pay this money back. He said, Donna and I are doing up the kids' room. She's expecting. And it's, I, well, I, don't room, yeah, it. yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to do it. He used kids. Oh, he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, what about the other story? We've got, we got, we got to buy some wallpaper. That's, I don't think it's yeah. wallpaper. I do remember playing cards and um, I just kept doubling up and doubling up. I was pretty fearless and. Uh, and uh, you, and you, and, and, and I was disappointing you, Badger. I really was because you and me, Rumi, and Rumi's are supposed to look after, after each other. You know, make sure that we, we we don't do anything silly. And you had me going for about three days, <laughs> and then Benny Elias comes and says, "Jimmy, they're having you on." Badger's <laughs> cheating. Rowdy was cheating. I said, "He what?" He said he was cheating. I said, "Right, that's it. I'm going to fix up Badge." I was going to pull out one of the test matches and give you a run. I said, nah, I'm going to play every game. He can wait for another time. He can uh, wait for another time. You'll wait for a few more years. <laughs> if I'd known you were a future black belt in jiu-jitsu, mate, it would have gone a bit easier on you. Yeah, that's right. I wish you'd have gone harder on me. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. A couple of things, because I, I know you keep yourself fit and you've done a bit of boxing and and you're doing jujitsu. But mate, what what's the story? How are you now? After what 18 months ago, you had a had a heart attack and we nearly mm. lost you. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I had a, had a cardiac arrest, guys. A bit different to a heart attack. Um, so, yeah, I had an arrest. I was training and, uh, well, you know, um, I was unconscious. I, I had no heartbeat and I wasn't breathing. Um, so, technically, I'm dead. Um, so, that that happened for about, about 10 minutes. I was there. But luckily, where I had a cardiac arrest, I had people around me. Most people have them with you at home. There's no one else around and there's no one else to jump in. Because if you do have an arrest, straight away someone's got to perform a CPR to at least keep the blood going from, from your heart to your brain for that for that um, yeah, the oxygen that you need to survive for at least to, until the paramedics turn up. And I was lucky that Simon Farnsworth, a great, he was my jiu-jitsu instructor, he was there. He did CPR uh, for 10 minutes. Uh, I was I was 
I was gone. Uh, you know, mm. I was, my eyes had rolled back. I was I was no good. I was grey and um, and if not for Simon, you know, I said I've been given a second a second chance at life. Uh, but it made it, it made me realise I didn't realise how dangerous cardiac arrests are. There's about thirty thousand arrests every year, and, and only about five percent survive. And you go, wow, I, I didn't know that, you know. So it really, so I became a patron for the Michael Hughes Foundation, which is to raise awareness for cardiac arrest and to make sure that, you know, people do their CPR training and they know what to do if someone is in that situation. Like if that's 30,000 families, 30,000 people have passed, mothers, dads, grandparents, then mm. by doing CPR, you can, you can, you can increase their, they can make a full recovery. And I've made a full recovery in that time. I'm back doing jujitsu now. I'm, I'm training. You know, I'm as normal. But I was just so lucky that I had someone there with me when it happened. Um, so yeah, yeah. That, that's it's a great, a great it's story, a and result, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Gary yeah, Jack, great result, Gary. before you, we we let you go, it's not often I have two of the greatest uh, fullbacks on the show at the same time. Well, well, Billy Slater wasn't available today, but I've got you two. What's the, go, what's, the, what's the go at the moment? And we talk about this with Badge a lot. What's the go with everyone wanting to be a fullback nowadays? And who is your, who is your favourite fullback today? Mm. Uh, well, yeah, they want to be, they want to be fullbacks because they get all the money now. That's why. They want to be fullbacks. You know, I wish they'd fall back in the 86, 85, but we didn't get the money. The halfbacks got the money back in those days. Not a kid. Um, so, <laughs> who, who, Mullins? <laughs> sort of Mullins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he did pretty well. He killed um, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, who's my favourite player? Look, uh, I think Tommy Turbo for me. Um, yeah. Look, Tedesco is a great player. Um, I do sometimes think Tedesco. Sometimes he gets in the way just a little bit too often. You know, I probably shouldn't say that, but I think he does sometimes. You know, he's a great individual player. Um, and uh, he's always yeah, following the ball, uh, but I, I love watching Turbo when he's fit. You know, and uh, yeah, Latrell is a fullback too. Like he's a he's a fantastic, he's a weapon at fullback. Uh, you know, they can all run, but they, they can't all tackle. You know, that, unfortunately, there are a lot of them good with the ball, but you know, they sort of the defence isn't too good. So I'd, I'd like to see them improve from that. Billy Slater was without doubt the, the best fullback I've seen. Um, yeah. you know, pretty not available, um, and he was a great all-round fullback. Oh, Badge was a. Badge was a great all-round player too. You know, don't, don't you know? Badge will talk himself up that he was very good, and look, he was very good. Let me tell you, he was. He was an excellent player, and I had to be on my game every time I played against him because, you know, he could make you look silly. Yeah, you know, he could make well, you look silly, and um, full credit to him. Well, you were hard to make look silly, Jimmy, because you were. I still think, even up there with Billy, like you're probably the best defensive fullback that I've seen and the game's seen. So, mate, that's the big rap I've. I could, the biggest rap I could give you, and I have said this before on the record, how does a bloke win the golden boot, as you did for, in 1987, I think it was for the 86 season, the best player mm. in representative and the best player in the world, how do you win the golden boot and not make the mm. top 100 players? Jeez, you must have had your mm. nose out of joint about that. Oh, uh, no, look, guys, you know, it's, it's very political, you know that, you know that, I know that. Um, you rub some people the wrong way and they sort of hold a grudge. But, you know, I did what I did in my career. You know, I had a, a you know, golden boot. I played 20-odd tests for Australia. I played Origin. I, you know, I outlived anything that I thought I was ever going to do as a player. I, I surpassed that. And I, I'm just so so fortunate to have had such a wonderful career and met so many great people and played with, you know, you and Dad, you and, you know, Wally Mal, all those Queenslanders and, you know, uh, Brett Kenny, Peter Sterling. It was just wonderful to play with guys of that calibre and, you know, that's just a, a very humbling, yeah. very humbling. Yeah, no doubt. Um, 
Jeez, we've been talking for that long. I can't believe we are running out of time. But, Jimmy, I, I can't go without touching on a couple of things. And you can keep mm. this as short or as long as you want. Um, 88, mm. 89 grand finals. Can you describe mm. it in a couple of words? Or is it, is it still hurt that you didn't never did win one of those? Because yeah, you, you, yeah, you guys yeah. were – what a team Balmain had. Yeah. Yeah, I knew you were going to leave this one, Badge. I knew it was coming, you know. So I knew it was just a matter of time before you brought it up, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It, it was. It was very. Yeah, 80, 89, 88 was great to got there. You know, I think you've got what uh, thirty-two players that play that day on the on the field to determine the outcome of the game. Sometimes it's just moments in the game, you know, where the luck goes your way. And look, certainly, certainly in in eighty nine, um, you know, we were. Uh, we, we just didn't underestimate Canberra. Canberra were, were a team on the up, and we we were, we were you know we we, we played them. We didn't underestimate them. I think we led what twelve two at half time, mm. and um, you know uh, against a six one penalty count by referee Harrigan, we we sort of battled through. Um, and then there were moments in the game that there's that that change the grand final. Oh. You know, obviously, there's. There's the one with Stevie Walters and Brucey Maguire. What are you going old for? You were no, there. No, no, I'm, you're I'm saying you couldn't. You, you were at most. No, yeah. it wasn't. But you, you yeah. couldn't have gone any closer. There were so many moments that, no, that no. Could, at yeah. crucial times went our way. Yeah, exactly. That, that went your way with, with when Walters was offside. And the one that everyone, no one ever talks about, but it, it's there. It's the, it, it's the penalties that you don't get which really hurt you. And the one that I'm talking about is when... Ricky Stewart ran 20 metres to get to marker when Benny was lined up for a field goal. He was offside. The time blocker played the ball. Ricky was three metres short of marker. And Bill Harrigan just didn't see it. I mean, I don't know. It was a penalty right in front. We go 16-8 up. It doesn't matter if you score at the end because we win the game. But, but Harrigan didn't even rule a penalty. Ricky Stewart was mm. clearly offside for 20 metres. And so it's decisions like that which you go... Like you know, that's the difference. You know, do I have any regrets? Look, I probably wish I'd have caught the ball there when when um, uh, they put the ball up and Steve Jackson come through. You know, I wish I maybe put over me, over me above my head to try and take the ball, but I didn't. I'd, I'd catch it, you know, the, the conventional way how we did back in back in the eighties. Um, you know, if we catch that, it doesn't get extra time. And I did also hear. Now you can probably confirm this, Gaz, that a few years after the eighty nine grand final. They did a check on the cross, the, the height of the crossbar at, yep. down there at uh, Institute of Sport, and it was actually it was off the same measurements as SFS, and they said they measured it was four inches higher than what it was supposed to be uh, for the, for for the, your you're down there at Canberra. So it, so so in '89 the crossbar was four inches lower, which meant that Benny's drop goal would have went over um, if it had been the right height. See, I'm nearly in tears listening to this, Jimmy. I tell you what, you're just so. I have heard that, but <laughs> sorry, you, mate. Can if you confirm I, or deny? Honestly, if I oh, can you confirm I, or deny, I've heard the same thing. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take. I think it's bullshit. Yes. I'll take that as a yes. Hey, um, <laughs> I think I think it's a yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, you, you got everything else about your career that's um, that that went right for you. And I know, and I'm, I'm good mates with your, your other friends, Blocker and Ciro, and it it bloody hurts. I mean, Benny, yeah, as well. Um, hey. Now you well you're saying you've, you've seen a great photo on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, um, wonderful photo of yourself, Blocker, and Olsen Filipina um, when he passed away. You, there's an old image of the the three of you blokes with your kids uh, in Balmain jerseys when they mm. made. I think it was the SG uh, teams back SG then. Ball. Yeah. Yes. Was that's he? Right. Yes, was, I've seen that photo. Yes. Right. It was a beautiful yes, photo. 
Was yeah, he, was it was. Uh, they, were, they were 18, yes, at, at that Leichhardt Oval. Yeah. And was, also in the picture was was Gary Webster's young fellow. Gary Webster passed away about 15 years ago, and his boy was in the same team. Oh, wow. As, as Olsen, yeah. Yeah, it was very sad when Olsen was at Olsen's funeral, and, um, geez, you know, that's just unbelievable. He's, he's what, 60, 63, 64, had kidney troubles. Mm. Um, and then you go into his funeral, and you go, bloody hell, you just don't realise you know, nice how bloke. precious life is. And hell of a nice bloke, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hell of a nice bloke, and he could play. He could he could really play. You know, he was uh, unbeatable there in, in '85 for the Kiwis. Yeah, um, I said we were, we were lucky to win there 80, in '86 and '85. But uh, what a great player! One thing I, I learned from touring, you know, and, and rooming with the likes of yourself and other blokes and, and other tours and being in rep teams, we're all much the same. We're all just uh, you know blokes with a bit of a different background, but all doing our best out there. And um, you know, I got to say it. We had a good rivalry, a great rivalry, Jimmy. And but a lot of people think we'd be uh, we'd be enemies for sure. But yeah, we we did become great mates on that tour. And as I said yeah. to you off the yeah. air, yeah. hopefully I can catch up with you in the near future, mate. Uh, me too, guess. And I remember look, the, the greatest thing that you ever did for me was uh, when I started the tour. I didn't use gel, but by the end of the <laughs> tour, I was using your gel all the time, and <laughs> it was fantastic. You know, it yeah. just it was just great to put your gel through my hair every night when I went out. But, uh, but now I still use gel now, thanks to you guys. Well, you said you you loved gel, you loved it, but it was just a little bit too expensive for you, so <laughs> you had to duck into mine. <laughs> Good on you, Jimmy Jack. Great talking to you, mate. <laughs> Good on you, guys. It's a pleasure talking to you too, mate. All the best. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And don't forget, you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Queensland time.